Hey guys, Kurt here. A couple of announcements before we get into this episode. I um, just wanted to tell you about a couple of things. First off, what I'd like to talk to you about is an awesome convention that's coming to the Dayton Convention Center in Dayton, Ohio, November 11th through the 13th of this year. It's a catacon. Our friends at the RPG Academy are have holding a three-day convention. They're going to have some awesome people there. Um, they're still looking to for you to come and have some fun playing some games and having some fun with some of the some of the industry's top RPG people, including John Wick, James D'Amato, Cat Cool, Kenneth Height, and a ton more. Even some of our friends from other podcasts like Taylor LaBresh from the Leviathan Files and Rohit Sodia from Gamers Plane are all going to be at this three-day event to play games and have fun and share RPGs with the community. So if you go to like something like Gen Con, you can play with these same people, but it costs you about $80 or more, depending upon how much you spend per you know per day and stuff like that. For their three-day three day general admission, it's only $40, which is super cheap. If you decide to go Friday, it's only $10. You go Saturday, which is usually when all the big people are there, $25 and then Sunday is only $15. Just head over to Acaticon on Facebook and you click on the link for eventbrite.com under their banner and get your tickets and it should be a good time. And one more thing I like to add, it's something that we always kind of talk about each episode. So a lot of times we don't really ask you that much. Uh, a lot of times when we are talking to you, we just want you to listen and have fun. You know, we don't ask for money. We don't ask for you know too much. But the one thing that we actually like to do is since we're sponsored by BattleBards, we'd love for you to try out their tabletop fantasy audio. The reason why we keep kind of bugging you about it and keep promoting it is because we love it. We think it's phenomenal. Not only is it phenomenal for us, but it's also phenomenal for other podcasts as well. You've heard all of their great audio on this podcast, but you also, you've also heard it on God's Fall D&D podcast. You've also heard it on the How We Roll podcast. And oh, you might have heard it on the little D&D streaming thing called Critical Role yeah, so you know if it's been used in all these different places that it must be worth it. And not only are we asking you to get this awesome fantasy audio, but you get a little something extra from us as well. So this is how it works. Go on and you pick what kind of package you want. Say you buy a $25 package. So basically you get $25 worth of audio that you can pick out. And a lot of this audio is super cheap. Anywhere from 30 cents to a dollar and like 40 cents. It's not that expensive. So you're gonna get lots of great audio. You can purchase full albums and not pay a ton, okay? But also what happens is you're gonna get free tracks from us from using our code. So if you buy the 10 and $25 packages and you use the code MFGCAST1, you get one free track. You get the Dwarf Temple, the Soul Forging, which is an awesome score. If you purchase the 50 and $100 packages, which is you use the code MFGCAST2. You actually get five total tracks, including a monsterscape of the Behold Extermination, another uh, soundscape you would get for free, which would be the Dungeon of Lost Inhabited, You'd also get a free NPC script of armor, smith, steel, and silk. And you'd also get a sound effect shortbow arrow barrage. This also includes the $10 and $25 package bonus of that one track. With the code MFGCAST3, when you buy your $150 and $300 packages, you get 10 total tracks, which is a full album for free for using that code. Which includes the Dark Elf City Morning Doer score, 
uh, Magic Missile Sound Effect, Common Giant, Torture, Hill Giant, Entertaining at Home, Monsterscape, Castle Ruins, Ruins of the Black Knight, and more. So you're getting a lot of free audio by us. So we want to get this awesome fantasy audio in your hands, and we also get to see a little bit back from that. So this is what we're asking of you. Just go, even if it's as little as $10, use that MFGCast1 code, get some awesome audio, spread the word. You can also tell your friends that you've used the same audio that's been used on Critical Role. I mean, how cool is that? So if you can do that for us, that would be awesome. Um, otherwise, enjoy the episode and thanks a lot. This is the MFG Cast. Hey guys, Kurt here. If you guys haven't tuned in to the MFG Cast, what are we? We are a gaming podcast. We like to talk about video games, board games, RPGs. Um, sometimes, uh, once a month, we try to do a episode where we take a topic and we just we talk about it, and then we review a game, do some weird games, but also we like to do some uh, some fun stuff and some stupid shit. But this episode, we're actually going to do some fun stuff. I've got a special guest on the podcast today. I've got Stephen Joy. Um, he, I found him through Twitter doing a map a day. Um, love his maps. They're all amazing. So I wanted to have him on and kind of talk about that and kind of his experience with uh, gaming. So Stephen, thanks for coming on the podcast. Hey, thanks for having me. No problem. So usually when we like to have someone on for the first time, we like to kind of we kind of like to know their experiences through gaming through the years. So why don't you kind of tell us of how you got started through gaming? Well, uh, I got started. I was introduced to it by someone who sort of laid out all the books and showed us showed me what it was about. I was with a bunch of people when we learned how to do a bunch of friends, and uh, it was all the D and D books, and I just instantly was in love with it. I just thought it was so cool. And so we started playing D&D right there. Uh we didn't actually have the books, so uh we all we all went home. Uh it was at a camp, you know. And oh, nice. and all we got to do was look through the books. So when we went home, I I uh I just proceeded to make my own game. And we all did that because we didn't have the books. We didn't know where to find them. And we were kids, so we wouldn't have been able to afford them really anyway. And uh, and so we just got note paper and started making making up the games and playing it. Nice. So so when you did that, did you was it all D and D or was it just like oh whatever we could think of at the time? Well, we had we had the basics. We we understood the the mechanics of it. We understood that you had to roll dice and you had to roll over a certain number and and uh for because that was armor class and we understood hit points and all that and then we made up our own stats and spells and monsters and all of that kind of thing just simply because we didn't have any we didn't know and so uh we just played we played doing that for oh probably about a year that's how i played yeah theater of the mind 
Yeah. 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 That's awesome. So then how did the how did this turn into your um drawing map making process? Oh well I've I've always drawn my whole life and uh when at that time it was comic books was, was my big thing. I absolutely nice. what, loved them. What was your, what was your big comic book love? <laughs> the micronauts. <laughs> oh nice. <laughs> I know, I look back now I'm like what? Yeah, oh <laughs> you yeah. Like no, that? <laughs> yeah, there's I a it's it. it has a cult following that oh, yeah. that is you know. I think I listened to a X-Men podcast from a long time ago. I don't even know if they're still around, but they the one of the guys would always just comment on how much he loved the Micronauts. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. I used to carry them around with me all the time and re-read them and reread them and yeah. Nice. Nice. So when did you start like really getting into drawing then? How, how old were you? Oh, I I started drawing when as soon as I could pick up a pen or a pencil. Yeah, nice, as, nice. as long as I can remember. Yeah. Yeah. Mostly yeah, little okay. stick fig- figures running around shooting each other or hacking each other up. That was... <laughs> <laughs> so you're basically doing the order of the stick game? Yeah, basically. yeah, basically. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, nice. So, you know... How long before you realized that you could really, you know, you were really good at this and you wanted to stick with it? Oh, uh, well, that actually never really happened. I just, uh, I just kept, I, I basically just drew so I could go and escape the world, you know? It was sort of my own little fun thing to do. Yeah. And, uh, I, I, uh, it was just always a hobby for me. I, I did practice for a long time to uh i wanted to work for marvel comics you know because i loved comics yeah. so much yeah who didn't yeah and th- <laughs> and then i met some people that actually did work for marvel comics oh wow and uh yeah i had a friend that actually went on to work for marvel and uh and a few other people and you know they they were making really crappy wages <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah. and putting in these long hours and, and i love drawing and i just thought well how the hell can i do that to myself so i just i quit that uh you know i, I stopped thinking about drawing comics because they wanted you to draw for a year and you had to prove yourself and you know all that and i said no nah. <laughs> I know that's a really bad attitude. But <laughs> give up, children. Well, I wasn't give up. It was just, yeah. I mean, I could make a lot more money doing other stuff, so that's oh, what yeah, I did. For yeah, sure. yeah. You know, and that, and that just goes to show you, like, you know, doing things you love aren't exactly going to pay the bills. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Especially not, you know, when you're young and starting out. You know, I mm-hmm. just, I just, yeah, I just found other jobs that were paid better. So, yeah. So you just did that. Yeah. So then, so then, how did you come about then doing? You know, is it something you know with the whole, you know, drawing stuff, D and D kind of right? You know, because you know, I I only know you from doing these maps a day or whatever. You know, what what sparked that interest to really you know keep doing that? You know, besides wanting to do it, you know, for a th- you know, because a lot of people go, oh, I'm gonna do you know this many board games in a year and stuff like that, and that's all well and good, but you have to have some kind of you know, reason for doing it. So why why do you do it then? Well, I I think the reason is uh, I just I just get lots of ideas all the time. I've I've got stacks of notebooks with games I've made and role playing games I've made over the years and ideas I've come up with and uh, I 
I love making up mechanics and things and then uh, but I also love drawing so I just got you know I started drawing cartoons I made up that site from the whiteboard and then I decided well I start drawing dungeons too and uh, basically basically D&D has has been uh, like an awesome catalyst to draw if you like you know I get to make maps I get to draw dungeons I get to do a lot so I've just done it for years yeah mm-hmm. so I just mm-hmm. thought yeah why not just start throwing them on the internet I mean why not right very nice yeah, yeah. so you know you talked about D&D and you know role-playing games you know basically being theater of the theater of the mind so when you make these maps and stuff like that, do you use them physically? Do you show them to the people and say, hey, this is what we're doing right now? Or do you use that as an outline in your head and go, okay, well, I'm not gonna really going to show you what's going on. I just, I'll just keep this in my head, and we'll just kind of role play it as we go. Yeah, well, usually, I, use a, I usually use a battle map, and I use figures, you know? Nice. Like, I haven't played yeah. Theater of the Mind way for a long time. And, yeah. uh, and so I use a battle map, and I just draw the maps out. And then mm-hmm. the maps that I have that I draw, you know, for my uh, for my binder, my D and D world binder, mm. nobody ever sees them. <laughs> I just they're, they're there for me to enjoy, you know. Yeah. You selfish son of a bitch! How dare you? <laughs> no one will ever know your greatness because you will never show the two of them. Well, great. I don't think it's yeah. Didn't <laughs> go that far. It's just oh, it's it's pretty damn good, Stephen. Don't don't sell yourself short. Just fun stuff. Since I can't think of anything right now, I'm going to read off a question that I actually um, asked on Twitter here, and I just wanted to get your opinion on it. At NanbanJim, N-A-N-B-A-N-J-I-M, ask, what do you do when you feel yourself in a rut like you've drawn this map or section before? Oh, uh, well, what I do is, is I don't know if you've ever heard of the, uh, oh, here, just a minute, I'll just check the name of it. That's fine. I'm sure whatever you say, I will not know <laughs> because I'm so new to everything. It's uh, oh boy, where's oh yeah the uh, the manga matrix system. Okay. So, sorry about that. I had to go look. No, no worries. No so, worries. so the manga matrix system uh, is just really cool system where you make out a grid and you just sort of you sort of. Uh, put ideas along one side or around one axis or along one axis and then different ideas down the other axis and you just cross index them for ideas and uh, so they they use that for character development so for example you might go across you might have hippopotamus crocodile then down below you might going down the other axis you might have humanoid doll uh, uh, you know vampire so you could get vampire hippopotamus right Nice. And that's that's how they that's how they uh, they come up with all those crazy anime characters. So basically, that's what I'll do. Is I'll just think, oh, okay, I've drawn this dungeon before. I need something to put in there that I can't, you know. And I, I feel like I'm in a rut. So either I'll go with the first thing I think of, or I'll just look on the internet until something, you know, comes to me. So if it's like an octopus. I see an octopus, and I think, wow, okay, I'll I'll just I'll make this into an octopus this time, and that'll be different, you know, or along that ways. But that that's the hardest part actually is coming up with the ideas. It can actually take me longer to come up with the ideas than to actually draw them. But that's what I do. 
when you're drawing, where do you get your inspiration for the stuff that you draw? Uh, this will sound really weird. <laughs> Sweet. I love I love when it starts out like that. Juicy okay. information. <laughs> I uh, my my whole life, I just have to close my eyes and I just see stuff. Nice and really wild things and you know in fact most of the time they're too hard to draw and i can't actually draw them because they're too intricate and too much is going on so uh yeah i mean i mean i just basically you know close my eyes and i just wait for something to launch itself into my brain i don't that's awesome yeah yeah i mean i my whole life i would see people, you know, like Sesame Street and whatever, saying, use your imagination. And yeah. uh, and it took me, actually, I a long time to learn not to use my imagination. In fact, just to let it go. Mm-hmm. And, and mm-hmm. just watch the watch the pictures. I don't know if it means I'm nuts or not or what. No, but... <laughs> no. It means, it means you have a really active brain. I can actually agree with you there, because there's a lot of times where I have to calm my brain. Because my, you know... It's, this is kind of a weird turn, but my son has ADHD, and I think I may have a form of it too. So every once in a while, I have to tell my, I have to like tell my brain, you know what? Stop thinking about fifteen things at one time. Yeah. Because I'll, because I'll do that. I'll watch, you know, say I'll watch, you know, Stranger Things this is the big thing right now on Netflix, you know, and you watch that and you think, wow, all the cool things, you know, and then your brain kind of goes into that thing and thinks, oh, what about this? What about that? And then your your mind creates stuff like that. Well, a lot of times you don't realize if you're thinking about stuff like that, you might be at work, you may be driving, and it's like, okay, you got to keep that out of your mind. Otherwise, it could really screw up, you know, your your regular life. So you have to be careful of that kind of stuff. So I totally kind of understand where you're coming from with that. No, so. oh, cool. But um, yeah, I know when I'm falling to when I'm falling asleep, it's kind of a weird experience, but it it's it's kind of like there's a massive waterfall going on. And then mm-hmm. just before I go to sleep, it goes dead quiet. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and I nice. can pass out, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's nice. Yep, I could totally understand that because I, I kind of have to be that way too. I'm, I am a person that has to have all the lights off, every noise doused, because otherwise it just it distracts me and keeps me going like that. So, Yeah, so absolutely. Totally, yeah, so I totally understand that. So just because I don't want to just talk solely about your drawing, I want to talk more about your gaming experiences and stuff like that. So what is your favorite thing? Is it D&D? Is it something else? You know, what kind of what kind of uh, role-playing experience do you like the most to have? Well, you know, I I kind of learned how to role-play in a bubble, you know. I see, mm-hmm. I see, I read advice. You know, I used to read advice and stuff in uh, Dragon Magazine every mm-hmm. once in a while. But that was sort of the only experience I had with mainstream gaming. Okay. And so, you know, but I had lots of friends, and we would just play, and we always played our way. And, uh, and so, like, like my first, my first, the first Dungeon Master I ever had, he was actually an actor, and he was just brilliant. And he would, he would DM for us, and we actually had the books, and we actually got the books. And he, he DM'd for, for well over a year, and we noticed we started noticing something because he would play with these figures and he'd put them out and then 
And that's, you know, we'd freak out because we'd think the encounter's too tight. And he would start taking figures off. We started, and we, we realized after about a year that he didn't know even what the dice were for. Oh, wow. He was that awesome. And wow. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, and he just he just let his creativity take over, and he just, that's how he played, you know? Yeah. And so I've never been that big a fan of rules, really. Yeah. Yeah. So my favorite was always just basic D and D because you can you can take all these other games you like and you can just throw them in it. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that was always the way I yeah. Yeah. Nice. And, yeah, I kind of like that. I kind of like that too because I, again, I think with the whole uh, you know with the mind always going and stuff like that, a lot of times it's it's hard for me to really de- delve into books and stuff like that because I have to concentrate on all these little things. You know, where it sometimes it's just nice to get out there and just role play it out, and you know, every once in a while, roll your dice, see what happens, and go from there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And and I'm I'm way bigger fan of being a DM than I am of being a player. Yeah, you know and why is that? I because. Because, now, this is going to really sound weird, but but I just... <laughs> <laughs> I, love, I love how you keep prefacing every answer. Guess what? It's not that weird. <laughs> I, I just... I don't play where I know outcomes. I don't... I don't... Like when I DM, I don't want to know how players are going to get out of a situation. Mm-hmm. That's not what I enjoy. What I enjoy is watching them get out of the situation. Mm-hmm. I enjoy setting the stuff up and setting it up for as many, you know, possibilities that they're going to do, you know, that they might do or how they might fix it. And my favorite is when I don't even know how they're going to get out of something. Oh, yeah. And and I like to also not know what the adventure's going to be. Like, mm-hmm. like, very often, I don't know, like, I'll set up a dungeon and I'll have some ideas, you know, and I'll set up some monsters and encounters in it, but I don't know why they're going to go there. We'll fi- We'll find that out in the game. Nice. You know, and and that's you know when I played first edition D and D, that's how I played first edition D and D. You know, as mm-hmm. as and so I'd read modules and things, and I was like, wow, these suck because because <laughs> you know you guys have to do this, you have to do that, or it's the end of the adventure. And and I kind of like just you know letting them go where they wanted to go and get mm-hmm. into trouble and yeah. see if they could get out of it. You know, yeah, which yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I think they're getting better with that now. I think a lot of these books are saying, "This is an outline. This is not where you need to go." Okay, well, I'm gonna get back and I'm gonna get back into the talking about the map making process and stuff like that. So I think I asked you this before, but because I'm such I'm such a, a dummy when it comes to this kind of stuff, what what do you use when you make these maps? So can you just kind of go through us, like, uh, not step by step, but just kind of a a bridge version of how you would do it and what kind of stuff you use for the people that are dummies like me that don't know exactly what you're talking about. Actually, I've got a bunch of different ways of doing it, depending you on do. what I want to do. Yeah. Yeah. I can I can draw them uh, on the computer digitally, or mm-hmm. I can uh, use a pad and paper and Jiffy markers, which is actually my favorite way of doing it. That's actually the, recently all the maps I've been doing have been with just Jiffy Marker, and then I scan them, and then color them in Photoshop. Yeah. Wow. wow. Easy. Yeah. Well. Well, actually, digital is easier. But, yeah. Oh yeah. But it's not as much fun. I, I 
you know, I like going <laughs> old school with the jiffies. Yeah. 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 Yeah, exactly. Like, I, I don't call myself an artist by any sort of imagination, but I just, just having pencils or pens or markers, you know, to, to do it is, I think is always best, you know, because then when I see people doing it on their computers and stuff like that, I'm like, God, that's so weird. It <laughs> doesn't even seem like it's really art to me. I know it is. Yeah. I'm not saying that it isn't, but it just, it just seems odd. Yeah. It, it, well, believe it or not, I spent, uh, I spent about 10 years where I couldn't pick up a pencil and I couldn't draw. Really? Yeah, and and this is this is basically when I started making these maps and stuff. Mm-hmm. I started getting back into drawing, and I mm-hmm. rediscovered the love of drawing. But yeah. it, but it had left for quite a while, and now I'm back in love with it. And so yeah, nice. I have to feel the pencils and the paper. It's all part of it. Yeah, that's awesome. What's your favorite thing about it? Uh the fumes. No, <laughs> <It's just kidding>. <laughs> <laughs> that explains all the weirdness. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think it's just sitting back and looking at something and saying, "Wow, you know, I, I actually I drew that. That's neat, you know." And uh, mm-hmm. and the self, the the kind of the discovery of it because I never really know what it's going to look like or if it's going to you know, turn out the way I'm hoping it'll turn out. And then, uh, mm-hmm. and then I, I love getting myself in a corner where, you know, it looks totally like crap <laughs> and I kind of have to, I have to try and rescue it. You know, mm-hmm. that, that's mm-hmm. a lot of fun too. Yeah. That's awesome. That's cool. I like, I like that, that you say that. Cause I know a lot of people like even me when I'm, you know, drawing and stuff like that when, you know, I get to a part and I get stuck and I'm like, <laughs> I just want to rip it up, but I'm like, well, you know, sometimes you got to just bear down and see what you can do with it. It's well, that's that's when you start learning, is mm-hmm. when you have to fix it. You have to rescue something. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's when you discover something new. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. So what's your favorite thing to draw right now, then? Is it the maps, or is it something else? Uh, well, right now I'm drawing monsters and, and uh, portraits for character sheets for the Patreon bundles that I do. Yeah, that's right. And that's right. I am loving it (laughs) it's because i've got a cartoony style Mm -hmm. and like my maps are all about suggesting scenarios to dms and suggesting ideas to players like that's how i try and draw them Mm -hmm. and i don't know if it works or not but i try and i try and make a dungeon so the dm looks at and they go oh my god i gotta use that because an Mm -hmm. idea pops into their head you know yeah, and so that's kind of what I'm doing with the with the characters. I'm trying to do the same thing. I'm trying to give them a personality that suggests that will suggest itself to the DM. So they'll look nice. at it and they'll say, "Oh, I know what that I know what that character would be like." Yeah, and it's not going to be what I think they're like or what somebody else. I just want it, I want the characters to kind of I want them to be a little bit cartoony and silly and suggest something to the dm mm-hmm. you know yeah mm-hmm. so that's yeah. that's a lot of fun nice well since we're since you brought it up that's a great segue into the whole patreon thing why don't you tell people about your patreon and what you've got going on for your map making and stuff oh okay well uh i'm at Stephen joy with a ph uh, patreon and uh what i'm doing is uh is people can sign up for as little a do- as a dollar a week or more if they want and uh uh, and they get a bundle. It's usually a, a bunch of maps. What I'm doing right now is adventure bundles, which mm-hmm. is the idea is to give you NPCs uh, all for 5e. 
right now. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. but right now the bundle comes with three. I'm just starting this, so it may change. But right now it's coming with three monsters, four male characters, four female characters, and then some dungeons or maybe a town or a, a building, maybe a tavern, something like that. And the idea is that is that the package itself can be used to create a create a dungeon, create an adventure for your players. And and the characters are can be used like either as player characters or as NPCs. And it's all blank. I don't even fill out the monsters. I mean, I'm not, I don't want to tell DMs because that's not how I play. And mm-hmm. I, I'm, I always try and make stuff that I would love, you know. And what mm-hmm. I would love is a picture of a monster with empty stats. Because, mm-hmm. you know, that way I can make it for the level of my, you know, party or the adventure I've got. I can make it the way I want to do it. So that's why I do that. I just and even the the character sheets, like the NPC sheets, all that's just left blank. The dungeons are left blank because, you know, personally, that's that's how I love to play. I like it to be, you know, fill in the stuff, fill in the blanks. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. Wow. So, basically, if you wanted to, I'm not saying that they have to. Um, for basically four dollars a month or more, you can get great bundles of maps character sheets etc yeah yeah for sure I, I, that's awesome you get eight eight character sheets three monsters a bunch of maps sometimes just maps you know depending yeah that's awesome yeah that's way cool so so i'll ask you this one last question so where do you go from here do you is it something where you know is it something that you you know you just keep doing the same thing is there a some, is there a next step? Do you just love the ride? You know what? What? What's next for you? Uh, well, you know the thing is, is is uh, is I I make goals and I make set challenges for myself, and and this was a challenge. And the, another aspect or another part of the challenge is to finish a role playing game, which I do have one finished. I just want to publish it. Yeah. And then uh, once that's done, I'm thinking of getting into graphic novels, getting nice. back, going back to to you know my first love, comic books. Nice. Yeah, I'd I'd really like to do. I'm I've been thinking about. It. I just don't really have time for it. But but yeah. of doing a D and D or you know a fantasy RPG kind of comic book. Yeah. That's awesome. So what is your what is your can you can you spoil what is what is your RPG that you're that you're thinking about? What is that about? Uh well, it's an RPG that uh basically I I made it for myself because uh I wanted, you know, some friends asked me to start up a game and uh I looked around, I couldn't find a system that I wanted to play in, you know, mm. one that one that worked the way that I like to play. Yeah. And so uh <laughs> I made the game before we started playing so that we could use it. And nice. so basically what I need to do is just is just I've got, I've got some things that I want to change a little few things I want to change about it but uh mm-hmm. other than that it's it's just so that I so that I could play the way I like to play and you know I figure maybe there'll be other people out there that play that way too. Like nice. Dungeon World. Dungeon World. Mm-hmm. Love Dungeon yeah. World. If if I had seen Dungeon World, I might have played that. Yeah, you know? everybody. It seems like everybody I know that's come come 
in contact with Dungeon World just loves it so much. Oh, well, yeah, it's 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 just such an awesome way to play, you know. Yeah. Where you just you just uh yeah, you just let your imagination go and let the world mm-hmm. build itself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and that's kind of how it should be. I mean, again, a lot of these RPGs, they, you know, nowadays they're just putting something forward and saying this is the world that you can use and then you can go from there. And that's that's the cool thing I think of that I love about RPGs itself is that I don't think any of those are tied down to one thing. They'll, you know, they'll say, hey, you know, we came up with this platform that you can use, but you don't necessarily need to use it, you know? Yeah. And I'm sure there's a lot of people out there that played, you know, 5e and play uh, Shadowrun and stuff like that, and they play, they don't play it exactly how it is, you know? They might take a couple rules out. They might even, you know, take dice out completely and just do it one way, you know? You just never know. So it's it's cool that all the possibilities that you can get with that kind of stuff. Oh, yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Sure. Yeah, you know, one thing one thing I find interesting about the about role playing now mm-hmm. is how people will do sort of uh, voice acting when they when they role mm-hmm. play and they get yeah. into that. You know, I when when I first started playing, we never did that. So mm-hmm. it's kind of it's kind of a strange thing to me. We always played sort of <laughs> sort of third person omnipotent, mm-hmm. you know? So we would we would we would uh, explain what our characters were saying or what our characters were thinking or or whatever, but we wouldn't actually act it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, it, and I know that that's, you know, well, well that's role-playing, right? But, mm-hmm. but <laughs> it, yeah, it's neat. I, I like it. Mm-hmm. I, I like I like that thing. I've, I've actually started watching videos on how to act and things just so that I yeah. can yeah. do it a little yeah, better. That's awesome. Yeah, just, just having this podcast and being able to talk to different people that do do that kind of thing, it... It inspires us to do it too. Like I've done it on this podcast, you know. And yeah. it's like every once in a while, you just think, "Oh my god, this is so fucking ridiculous." But you do it anyway, you know. You just who cares, you know? You're just having fun with people that you know, and you know, if it turns out terrible, sometimes it's better that way. You know, sometimes that stuff turns out, you know, more hilarious or more, you know, uh, exaggerated or whatever. So, and, and that might be one of the reasons I like DMing mm-hmm. or, or being a GM more is because uh when i gm i do that yeah. i always go into character and you know stomp around and mm-hmm. make a fool of myself yeah but not when i play right so yeah 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 that's yeah. yeah, kind of funny how that how that works too you know it, it's when you're a gm it's like the world is your oyster when you're a player it's kind of like it depends upon the, the gm that you have but a lot of the times it's more like okay don't want to step on the GM's toes and you know get in trouble and stuff like that, but um, but yeah, you just I guess you just never know. And, and when I when I do play and I do get into that and I have done it, uh, I I've pissed off so many game masters <laughs> because I I love it when my character dies. You know, nice. I, I love it. I love it when I figure out my character's motives and what my character would do, and I and I like to just run with that. And let yeah. the let the character, you know, find find their own uh, sort of destiny, and I don't I don't want to stand in the way of that. I just want to find out what happens. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I've had more than the uh, more than a few Warhammer, you know, characters run off into the be, become spawns of chaos and whatever mm-hmm. because nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nice. That's awesome. 
Well, I think we've exhausted all the questions I can ask you for now, but maybe we can have you on again. It's been awesome having you on. No, um, I really appreciate you coming on. Why don't you tell the people how they can get a hold of you through your Patreon, through your Twitter, through your website, through your Facebook, blah, 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 blah. Sure. You can find me at msjmaps.com or at mstephenjoy.com or on Patreon, stephenjoy.com. That's with a PH. And uh, I'm at Twitter. On Twitter, I'm at mstephenjoy.com. And on Facebook, I'm stephenjoy. And yeah, kind of all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's how you get your stuff out there, and how you get a notice. So yeah, yeah, oh, well, uh, yeah. I hope I, lo- I love it hearing people using my maps and stuff. I think it's so awesome. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so I definitely re- recommend that people go go to his website, follow him on Twitter. I mean, he he's very nice to show us uh, a map a day on Twitter, so that's always awesome. You can kind of see where he's going with his stuff, and I love it. So I implore you to check it out also. And again. Stephen, thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me. This was awesome. No problem. no problem. And that's it for us. If you want to get a hold of us, you can get a hold of us through mfgcast3 at gmail.com. Um, you can always go to our Twitter at mfgcast on Twitter. Uh, we have a Facebook page, mfgcast. And until next time, may your... Uh, I was going to think of something clever. Now I can't because I'm too tired. Um... <laughs> <laughs> May your quest be mighty. Yeah, that's lame. Okay, good night. Legends of Tabletop Podcast. Creating legends one die at a time.